0: stand my nigga my nigga my nigga down look at the time then my nigga my nigga my nigga down else stand them my nigga my nigga my nigga down look at the time that my nigga my nigga my nigga down else stand them my nigga my nigga my nigga down look at the time that my nigga my nigga my nigga down Ellis stand them my nigga my nigga my nigga Conspiracy asshole. This nigga asshole. Conspiracy castle, Conspiracy castle. Shout out my nigga, he big on conspiracy. RP Kelly, we feeling your spirit. I had to put this shit up on the internet, cause I know they wanna take it so serious. I told a hater he don't wanna lease he better go take up your ears. Michelle Obama is a boy. We don't Jamaica no tears. Obama ain't gay. Jiggas, I'm joking on me don't never be serious. Alistair 99, that my nigga for real. Yeah, I fuck with my peers. Had to make me a channel to talk about the real. Cause I know they gon' hear it. 99, that my nigga for real. Yeah, nigga. I know they gon' hear it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to The Conspiracy Castle. I am your conspiracy asshole, Primetime 99, Alex Dan, and I'm on the grind all the time. And we're really about to blow your mind today. I'm just going to bring her right on. Savannah Hernandez, you've seen her on InfoWars, you've seen her on Blaze TV, Slightly Offensive. She's a badass that goes on the field. Not afraid to face these people in person, which that takes a lot of cojones because I've done that. You know, I've gone on and, and tried to see, you know, the instigators, you kind of instigate the instigators. It's a scary place. So with that, Savannah, welcome to the Conspiracy Castle. It's a pleasure to have you on uh, today.
2: Prime time. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I love you. I love your channel. I love your work. So it's, it's such an honor. It's such an honor. Are we about to break the internet? Yes. I get not yet, but we are in the future.
1: <laughs> We're just getting started. We got to kind of grease the Internet. You know, you don't want to just ram it in there. We got to let the Internet. We got to kind of romance it. It's like I the see, I see. OK, so I don't know if you know this about me. So I have five cats. I know this is crazy. Everybody thinks I am uh, gay homosexual. I don't blame them for thinking that. But listen, I got them through people dying and I got my mom's cat was the final fifth one who <laughs> oh,
2: no. Yeah, I know. But
1: listen, we don't have to get all low vibrational. But I have toxoplasmosis from um, dealing with the fecal matter. Have you ever heard of toxoplasmosis, Savannah?
2: I have. I've heard this specifically from like people like John Doyle who are like, if you have a cat and you're single, then um, you're going to get this toxoplasmosis from the cat pee, and then it's going to rot your brain. And that's it's why true. single women are so crazy. And I'm just like, interesting. So okay? yeah, It's
1: true. Do you think I, I'm 100% crazy? I'm insane. And I've become the cat. The cats own me. So, yeah, so this is what it takes to build – the Internet. But this is what I'm saying. The difference between a cat and a dog is a cat. You have to romance it. It's like a beautiful woman. You know, you right, have to right. work her. you have to kind of, you know, work the cat, <laughs> you have to give it treats. You have to give it like you want to buy her a nice dinner, a nice treat.
2: Very true. Very true.
1: A dog is going to come and sniff your butt, sniff your yeah. you know, whatever. That's kind of yeah. like a freaky deaky girl. So that's kind of how we got it. You got to romance it. We don't need to be the dog. We got to be the to- toxoplasmosis cat. So that's Mm -hmm. my lifestyle. I'm the tall I'm a cat. So John Doyle and Elijah, they don't like my cat. And I'm a vegetarian. They hate that. I'm like the worst. They I everybody on my channel, they're like, oh, you're Bill Gates. I'm uh I'm World Economic Forum's uh poster boy. Cause I go and I'm the I I don't know if you've seen this, but I'm the plant based pimp. I review all the plant based options that they say is soylent green human beings. And I don't know, there might they might be right. There might be human beings in it.
2: Okay, okay. Prime time Alex nine ninety nine, 99. Uh, very important question for you. So at my McDonald's down the street, they just launched the McPlant burger. Have you tried it? I've
1: already reviewed it. Listen to this How story. Was it? How it's was delicious, it? but I'm a dog. I can eat <laughs> anything. But listen real quick. This is a funny story. So, you know, Tim DiDonato at the blaze. Yeah. Okay. So when the McPlant burger first came out, only 13 locations were try- were testing it out. And one is kind of near the blaze. So I happened when the the first like I followed the McVegan or whatever vegan you know stupid YouTube stuff right? Yeah. So it said, "Oh, go get it." And there's 13 locations. I'm like, "Oh, Farmers Branch or where? I forget. It was it was Irving? It was actually Irving where it was." Mm-hmm. Um, I'm set up my camera after I eat it. I'm like, "Oh, it was so good." I'm like the hood of my car, and this guy stops. He's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, I just reviewing this burger, the plant based burger." He's like, "I got the plant based burger too." So I had no idea who it is. I, yeah, she's on the vlog. He's on the vlog for like two seconds at the end. He's like, yeah, I really like it. I don't eat meat either. And we kind of laugh and drives off. And then like two months later, I get asked to go on The Blaze by Sarah Gonzalez. Uh-huh. And he comes up to me. He's like, do you remember me? I was like, ah. No, you look familiar. They like, I was it in was your, the guy. Yeah, he's it, like, oh, yeah, your McDonald's yeah and it was. And then I come to find out he's Glenn Beck's uh, son in law. I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't even know any of that. So that's you're like, world. what is
2: going on? Isn't it kind of crazy how small the world really is? Like once you once you meet a certain like subset of people in a specific space like politics, for example, it's like everybody knows everybody. It's kind of crazy. And that in itself is like a whole nother weird thing. But uh, glitch in the simulation, who knows? Uh, I'm glad the McPlant burger wasn't that bad. I still don't trust it. Alex, I'm now convinced that you're a Fed on behalf of the government uh-huh. and Bill Gates trying to push soy on the American public and usher in this new age of us eating bugs so I condemn you. Um, but anyways, thanks for having me on the Conspiracy Castle. That's my conspiracy. I'm dropping it now.
1: Wow. Okay. Is Alex
2: Stein of Fed. I I kind of people
1: people say I'm a 33 degree (laughs) Freemason and I say that I am because I like that. I want people to think that I I actually want people to think that I am a government agent, Savannah, because I think that that, what I think that does is that gives me credibility because I'm a comedian. I go and I talk about like having like intercourse with Hunter Biden and eating chicken sandwiches with the Uber Eats driver that we're having three ways with. I, am you know, that's the only way I can be taken seriously is, is to do it that, that way. I think. And
2: also, if that came out, I genuinely would not question it as a non credible story. I'd be like, yeah, Hunter Biden <laughs> for sure would do that. And it's our boy Alex Stein. Like, you can't say no to that. So it's no, I have sex appeal. I have sex appeal and curb appeal. I'm like, I a, saw it in live time last night. We were all at the bar with our friends and uh, I, I saw you like slide into the DMs of a female, but like in real life. And I was just like, this man has all the moves. Like what's happening? It was amazing.
1: It was amazing. I'm smooth,
2: but I mean, it's not
1: that hard to get a girl's number Instagram this day and age. I mean, that's nothing. I mean, if a girl, I mean, come on, Savannah. Well, sometimes,
2: sometimes boys don't have the confidence, you know, but I guess you kind of do have to have the confidence. If you uh, (sighs) are going viral rubbing sanitizer all over your body in a very seductive manner in front of the Dallas city council. So, uh, Props to you for your confidence, Alex. Okay. I, you know, I, I'm trying to just be as confident as you one day. I really am.
1: It's really nice. I think it's borderline autism. But so tell me this. You yeah. started off, Savannah, where I first saw you. and You had an awesome story. It was on InfoWars. Um, so tell us. So what, what did you get a job there, like right out of college or in college? Kind of tell us how did you get or I don't even know. I mean, how did you get to InfoWars? I, I remember you had some cool story, but I don't remember exactly what it was
2: yeah so basically i graduated from new mexico state university with my journalism degree i was living with my parents for a year and i gave myself like a year-long time frame i was like i'm only living with my parents for a year during that time i was doing freelance uh videography and editing and blah 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 throwing my resume out to anybody who will take it because i'm like i have a college degree i don't have a job amazing and I get a call from Alex's people and they're like, we're looking for a production assistant. Um, go look at our YouTube channel. They were still on YouTube at this time. This was back in 2017, 2018.
1: And, and, and they were the number one YouTube channel. Maybe their ratings weren't that, but they literally, that when Alex was on YouTube, yeah. that was the number one YouTube channel. I don't care what anybody says when when we talk about content. That Millions other of views. Millions. Just, it was so big. I mean, other than maybe like a five-year-old reviewing toys, it was literally, that was the most popular content
2: yeah so they're like well go look at the channel let us know what you think and so i looked at it and i was like this is really interesting at this point i was always interested in politics but i had never delved into it really and i was homeschooled there's the the other the reason why it was hard for me to get a job was because i was homeschooled so i took my ged when i was 16 because i was like i just want to start college went to community and then ended up graduating at 20 years old and that's awesome though yeah i mean in my last year though I realized I really liked broadcast journalism, but or it was in my last six months. And I would have needed like that extra year to really fine tune that craft and get the experience because an entry level job in the industry is like two years experience. Right. So I couldn't get a job. I was interested in broadcast. They call me up. I'm like, I'm in no position to say no to a job. So I say yes. So the first time I met Alex Jones, I had no idea who he was. Shook his hand. I had no idea really about politics. I was definitely one of those dumb college kids that didn't know the three branches of government. So imagine you just like, got
1: out of indoctrination school. So it's impossible yeah. not to be indoctrinated. So,
2: like, imagine like the dumbest like college kid who has no idea about anything. is just trying to, you know, get their foot in the industry. And then you're working for Alex Jones and you're like, wait, what's going on? So it was kind of crazy. And, but the thing I really liked about working for him is that he really is all about everyone being able to reach their maximum potential. So I very quickly moved up from like production assistant to switching shows to producing shows and then ultimately reporter for him. And um he sent me to Hong Kong to go cover the protests and rallies over there. And then all of the BLM riots hit in 2020. And I was out on the field covering all of those and, yeah, tell it was- me about
1: Hong Kong real quick. Was that nuts? I mean, that was a big deal. It didn't get a lot of American coverage because the media you know the you know the Hong Kong media kind of hit it so what was that? Was that like your first kind of like uh, road gig? <laughs> That's a pretty big gig to go I on know. the road. <laughs>
2: exactly. That was actually my first time covering up protest. Oh. It was in Hong Kong because Alex was like, who's interested? And I was already <laughs> looking at Hong Kong because I thought it was really interesting to see what was going on because I was delving into uh, China, communism, all of that good stuff. And then I was watching these pro-democracy protests happen. So Alex is like, "Who wants to go?" I raise my hand. I'm like, "Alex, I've been following this for months. Please let me go." So I'm on a plane in an hour.
1: How many white in an hour? How many in, white wines did you have? Was it business class on the flight? Uh, why? How many wines did you have? I had alcohol? zero
2: because I was you didn't too have any drinks.
1: Shut. Dude, up. Was, you weren't all stressed on that long flight. Shut. up, Samantha, do no, not be getting two shoes.
2: Listen, I was stressed because I was like, damn, I need to make sure I know what I'm talking about. So the entire flight, I was like in-depth research on the background of Hong Kong, on this territory, You're on studying. why China was encroaching. Yeah. So I was oh, studying man, really yeah. hard because working for, for Alex, dude, you got to be on top of your game. I mean, look yeah. at Alex all the time. He's putting out what 15 16, 20 plus hours of content all day out every single yeah. week. So it's like, if you want to work for Alex, you have to be at the top of your game. So I wasn't drinking or anything. I was just like so focused. And then we land in Hong Kong, and by the time we land, it's already 7 a.m. So who so are great. you with?
1: Are you with like one camera person or are you by yourself? Yeah, I'm with okay. Greg
2: Reese, our camera okay, guy. Yeah, okay, so Greg Reese, right? Yeah, and he,
1: I love Greg. Yeah, and I Greg's love Greg. Awesome. Greg's awesome. He makes some of the good content. Yeah, I yeah, he, yeah
2: his videos are crazy. His, yeah. yeah,
1: I really align with Greg. Okay, keep going. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't want to so, break your story. OK, so you and Greg are there. Uh, sorry, I always break. Uh, people always get mad at me. No, for you're totally
2: fine. You're totally fine. Uh, that was an important question. I just completely omitted. So thank you for building on the story, actually, Alex. So I'm there with Greg. We get there at like 7 a.m. So it's like a full day of work ahead. And so we're jet lagged. We're working that full day. And then for Alex to show, it's midnight that day after, you know, traveling and working all day, getting out reports. And then we have to go and do a hit on Alex's show at midnight. It was I was so tired. I wanted to cry.
1: Midnight Hong Kong time or midnight. Austin? yeah. Time? Midnight
2: Hong Kong time okay. because it was 11 a.m. Austin time. Oh, so
1: morning. yeah, you need so, yeah it was that. like
2: a straight 24 hours of like traveling. And you were still
1: on YouTube then.
2: No, th- we weren't on YouTube at this oh, point. Right, so right, that's okay. why it was so important for us to go on Alex's show and do the You know, stand ups be like, we're here in Hong Kong. Go to Band video. Go look at all of our work. And so we did all of that. We were there for about five days. It was incredible. The unity of the people was amazing. Nothing like I've ever seen in America. They were waving American flags. They were holding up signs like Donald Trump, please come save us, help our democracy. And it was a beautiful display of unity amongst people. Um, whenever the CCP or like the Chinese police were coming in and cracking down on them, they were running away. And then random hong kongers would like drive up in their cars and be like get in get in like just <laughs> random people and so they were all like rescuing each other and helping each other to get away from the cops and actually a lot of the tactics that you see from antifa unfortunately were stolen from the hong kongers with the umbrella with how to neutralize tear gas quickly and effectively with kind of even their get up antifa stole a lot of their tactics and use them against our own police Antifa fighting for a completely different thing. Remi- I mean, reminder there. But um, yeah, and it was these guys a- are
1: cra- now I'm not talking about the Hong Kong protesters, but these Antifa, you know, they're cracked out on meth like all day. Like they like to like practice self-defense stuff, yeah. you know, like with umbrellas and use whatever trash they can <laughs> as like barricades to mimic the people in Hong Kong. It's really laughable. But OK, so these people, yeah. they, they actually were kind of organized. You know going against the uh, what was the main issue the censorship of of Hong Kong or I guess their independency i mean they' independ they wanted independence uh yeah. from China obviously, but like what was the what was the so, what caused the protest I guess is what I'm saying what was it like that boiling point again
2: they were fighting for their autonomy yeah. and, and basically Hong Kong was a British territory at one point, and then like the treaty in which China would take that territory back over was basically ending. So what a lot of people don't know about that protest is that China wasn't in the wrong necessarily for trying to go back in and take over Hong Kong. But at the same time, obviously they just wanted to China-
1: release it. They wanted to release it basically, right? I mean, they, yeah. I mean, and the
2: Hong Kongers were trying to fight for their democracy. They're like, we don't like communist China. We don't want to be a part of it. One of the big points of their protest too was they were falling facial recognition towers in Hong Kong because the CCP would disappear anybody who, you know, was at Does these Hong protests. Does Hong Kong have the credit score? Mm-hmm. They do. Dang. And I was wow. actually interviewing a lot of them because, uh, you know, I like to do man-of-the-street work, and many of the Hong Kongers were like, okay, we'll interview with you but only from here down, because they feared repercussion from the government and they feared being disappeared by the government if they spoke out about what was really going on in Hong Kong and what the Chinese were really doing. So the situation was unlike anything I've ever seen or experienced. Again, it was millions of people in the street, all standing up for their rights and their freedoms and their autonomy. Unfortunately, of course, China did take over Hong Kong again. And um Yeah, but it was was an incredible experience
1: like China's going to give up something. I mean, you know, they're ruthless. I mean, they're not going to give up Hong Kong. I mean,
2: exactly. It was very it was sad to see that China, you know, took over Hong Kong. But at the same time, I don't I wouldn't necessarily say I compare like what happened with Hong Kong to what's happening right now with Russia and Ukraine. But I would say that there are some similarities there.
1: OK, so if that me, makes
2: sense. How
1: does it how does a social credit score, though, work? I guess you go to jail or you can't shop. I mean, like when you talk to the people, what did they say that their biggest fear was? They just can't like travel because I guess in America you kind of have it with a no fly list. I guess what I'm trying to say is like we kind of have a social credit score here because you can be excluded from just a few things and really not be able to get around. Like they put you on the no fly list like Nick Fuentes easily. or yeah. like, They ban you like Alex Jones from YouTube. And I mean, he has banned out video, and he gets some views on it. But I mean, it just it totally takes away your audience when you can't be at these mainstream platforms. And that's like Mm -hmm. that is a a a being excluded from a social media form is a social credit, uh, you know, strike. Whether you want to call that whether you want to call it that or not.
2: Well, I would say that here in the U.S., we're dealing with it. mostly on a digital scale you mentioned the no-fly list and that is that bleeding into the real world we know that certain people as well have been banned from banks or not allowed to bank or access Mm -hmm. their money look at what happened with gofundme and the canadian truckers so i'm not saying here in the west that we aren't experiencing the social credit score in real life. Um, but I would say in regards to Hong Kong, it's very much like the government will come take you and disappear you and you'll never be heard from again. And I mean, look at what they're doing, to, And look at what they continuously do to people who are too successful in China. Every what every year. A Chinese billionaire just goes missing or a Chinese tennis star just kind of, you know, goes missing. And then they come back and they're like, we love China so much. We are sorry that uh, we spoke badly about China or we were too successful. We love the Chinese government. So that's what the Hong Kong people were fearing um, was being disappeared from the government for pushing back and for trying to fight for Hong Kong. And also, like I said too, anybody can look at this headline millions of people were barred from buying train tickets and plane tickets to travel outside of china or through china because their social credit score was so low and again what contributes to that social credit score well if you jaywalk and then a facial recognition tower sees you doing that then your social credit score lowers if you speak out against the government it lowers if you litter it lowers and so it's it's really interesting because we're seeing this come to the west and so many people try to frame it as a good thing that's going to make a more prosperous nation and a more prosperous people. But in reality, uh, the truth of it just gives the government unbridled power to do whatever they want. And anybody who speaks out gets silenced and disappeared.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, they'll they'll use your organs for like some sort of rich uh, millionaire in China or some sort of military person. Seriously, they'll like put you in a van, take out your organs and kill you. And then on top of that, like it will probably get some sort of Uh, strike for this. I hope not. I certainly hope not. But in China, the worst thing other than the Yulin Dog Meat Festival, which happens during the summer solstice, that they actually um, eat dogs uh, because they believe it helps their sexual health. But other than that, because I'm an animal lover, vegetarian, that's why I don't eat meat because I love animals. But that's that's neither here nor there. So that's not it's not a sinister thing. But this is what I'm saying. The Chinese fentanyl, they can actually produce it legally if they add a molecule to it. So they'll make like the same molecules fentanyl. But mm-hmm. because of the the way their law, their legislature works there, they're always like a uh, law behind. So they can actually legally make it and then they send it to Mexico and then they sneak it through the border. And so many people, so many young people, Savannah, are dying from drug yeah. overdoses, from opiates, getting from fentanyl. Because back when, I mean, not that I'm older than you, but like it used to be like kids would get pills like Oxycontin and stuff and they're still ODing, but it was just, it was less potent. This stuff, the fentanyl that people are taking, the synthetic fentanyl is so strong, like it's just wiping people out. And China is literally like the biggest producer of that. So, I mean, it's, that's, I think that is probably one of the, they'll talk about COVID all day long. They'll talk, or they don't really talk about suicides, but the the amount of drug overdoses. Wow, $10, 10 pounds, Super Chat. Thank you so much. But the amount of overdoses that we're at is absolutely absurd, Savannah. And, and China gets, they totally get, the, LeBron James will defend them all day long. So, I'm not anti-Chinese people. Just man, China does not have America's back whatsoever. I mean, they got they Never got seen, this. China, what about the suicide nets? Did you meet? Did you ever see anything about the suicide nets at the Apple? Of course, uh, place?
2: yes, to keep people from dying because they're trying to commit suicide so much in China. And dude, China has infiltrated our country and our institutions so much. And again, looking at this whole Ukraine Russia situation, the biggest takeaway I've had from it is China and Russia. They're not the greatest threat to America. The greatest threat to America is our own government that refuses to protect us from the likes of China and Russia. Like you mm-hmm. just said, our border is wide open. Chinese fentanyl that is killing our people like George Floyd. May he rest in peace after he died from that fentanyl overdose. Um <clears throat> I dying, love that. I'm actually right?
1: no, no, Derek Chauvin is guilty. He, and all those cops are about to get life in prison. All the ones that are Do,
2: you really think he's guilty?
1: No. go ahead. OK, I was about to that be like, sarcastic. I'm not sure. No, I don't know. No, you're no, you're no. a cat loving no. vegetarian. I, I, know, I don't know. I, I, I am a little off center <laughs> a little bit. But no, what I'm saying is with those those guys that sit around him, did you know they're all out on bail right now? They got found guilty and they're supposedly going to get life sentences.
2: Such a joke, dude. Such a joke. And that's what I'm saying, that the U.S. government is, instead of taking care of the threats abroad because they are mounting, because we are so weak right now, instead of doing that, what are they focused in on? They're focused in on electing these corrupt DAs who continually allow criminals out of jail to go back out on the streets of America and terrorize citizens. They focus in on attacking the white man, attacking police officers, demonizing us here at home and calling us domestic terrorists if we push back against our corrupt government. So, again, the biggest threat to America, not Russia and China, our own government, who continually emboldens these other foreign adversaries, if you will, to gain power while handicapping our own people, while cutting our own energy supply off, our own economy off, our own supply chain off. Like, what the hell is going on, you know?
1: Makes no sense. Okay, and then I think that I saw somebody in the chat. I never read the chat, but these people always say this. They say it about me. Uh, well, I guess now there is some reasons, because I say I'm a 33rd degree Freemason, and obviously you've always said good things about Alex Jones. What do you think about the rumors? They say Alex Jones is controlled opposition. I do not believe that. I just want you to debunk that. You know, I like, or I mean, or maybe you think it's true. I don't think that's the case. But, but I think he's taken it on the chin more than anybody, especially with Sandy, which we can't really talk about. You know, he got basically lost everything he has because of this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, getting kicked off YouTube, which was just a way he went, you know, that's his how he goes around the world is through his YouTube channel. I mean, that was a huge, even though he still has a channel, that was a, a real big loss. So I feel like if he was controlled opposition, they would keep him on YouTube. Um, so what do you think about those rumors? Are how, are they dumb? How how dumb are they on a scale of one to 10? 10 being dumb, one being uh, uh, totally valid. Not <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh- 10 ridiculous okay. I, I worked for him for two and a half years he's the hardest working man in this entire industry and again having worked in this industry it hasn't been a long time it's been about five years but i've worked in long enough to meet who i need to meet i know the upper echelons of society here in the political world if you will and everything that i've seen out of the media and out of this space alex is one of the most truthful people Mm -hmm. and he even admits himself he's like yeah i get things wrong all the time but the difference between him and any other media member is that he comes out he corrects it and the reason why he gets things wrong is because he's he's relaying so much information to the people every single day his platform is called info wars because he is right we are in an information war and so he does the best that he can to really lay out exactly what's going on for the people, because a lot of us don't know what we don't know, right? Yeah. Uh, A lot of us are very ignorant about what is really going on behind the scenes in this country and so I don't think he's controlled opposition at all and I think that the people who say that are controlled opposition and they can shut the hell up and what are they doing like that's my it thing exa- dude it's like nothing. what are you doing you're doing nothing like Alex he's is not, on the streets of America like trying to wake people up and you're behind a freaking keyboard on YouTube complaining that you don't like okay then go out and do your own thing and this is my beef Alex sorry I'm trying not I to love too it fired on
1: your soapbox I love I it I get so
2: tired of people on YouTube telling us we'll do this better do that better what
1: up cat yeah it's like keep going it's like
2: you know what you go out and you make your own content then you go try to change america if you think alex is wrong then you go debunk some things you go do as much research as he does you go do a three-hour show every single day you go try to manage 10 different social media accounts in the face of a literal globalist takeover and siege of our entire world (laughs) why don't you go do something about it so to all the people that complain online pardon my french but you can suck a dick Wow. I love it. And you're so right. That's the problem
1: with people that are into like truth or, you know, I guess against the mainstream media, you're never woke enough, You know, it's always the Jewish. Illuminati. It's always somebody else. It's always something, dude. It's like,
2: oh, you're a sellout for this or that. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to please everybody with all of my takes. So, okay. If you don't like it, then don't watch, go to a different channel. You don't need to hate on me all the time. And if you feel like your voice needs to be heard, great. You left your comment. Congratulations. We'll take it into consideration. But go out and, you know, turn the channel off or go create your own content if you want to make a change this bad and expose these people so badly.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and that's the thing. It's like he's on the grind harder than anybody. And, you know, people just want to hate. And I think that's just it comes with the territory. So when you get to the top, like Alex, like he was doing it, uh, you know, Waco so long ago, you know, I, I just. And then they'll say, too, that he's Bill Hicks, which I do not believe they're different. They're different heights. But that's the other thing you've heard
2: that. Have you never heard that conspiracy, Savannah? Have you never seen that that I, I've seen it, but I never researched who Bill Hicks was because I was like, this is so irrelevant. Like there's, there's you've never
1: entire... seen you never watched any documentary like Alex Jones is Bill. It, it's just funny because there well, is who like, is Bill Hicks. OK, Bill Hicks is like this famous comedian that died of cancer. And so uh-huh. and the reason why the only reason why it kind of works It's because, well, Bill Hicks was like, you know, this kind of off center, like uh, kind of woke early woke, like in the 80s and 90s, before that was even like you're even allowed to be. Um, And he lived in Austin and his writer. Gosh, I forget the name. Somebody in the chat might know his name, but he was in Austin and he knew Alex somehow. So they had like some sort of mutual connection, which Alex admits to. And he died, and if, if you look at Alex Jones's age, you look at Alex Jones' age, you Google it right now, Alex is, like, 44. He's, like, a kid. You think he's, like, 52 because he's just grinds so hard, but he's yeah. he's in his, like, early 40s, I believe. I think Alex Jones is very young. Let me see what Alex Jones' age is. You're not going to believe. Guess what his age is. Do you know what his age is?
2: I mean, yeah, I know he's in his 40s, but I'm not. I thought he was in his later
0: 40s.
1: Oh, 48. But still, yeah. the reason why it makes sense is because, like, Like, I mean, I guess, yeah, he looks at, he looks about 48, but you know what I mean? I I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but the the conspiracy, if you watch it, it's funny. It's not true. I don't believe that he is Bill Hicks, but there's a lot of people that think, the trans investigation, all this and that. It's just funny because you work for the king of all conspiracy, the, the Howard Stern of conspiracy. Howard Stern still does a stupid bit today, and I don't even listen to him anymore, but sometimes I see it on the social media where he does like this cardboard thing of Alex Jones. Like he's so I desperate know. for, for stuff.
2: So ridiculous. He's,
1: and that shows you how out of touch he is with like he's going after Alex Jones like that. Like it's not even, I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know. I guess it maybe relates to this small audience. But I'm saying that's because Alex Jones is like the most relevant when it comes to the counter narrative there ever yeah. will be. So it's just, he's a, he's a hero in my mind. He woke me up to nine eleven, a lot of stuff. So I want yeah, to defend that's what Alex. I'm saying. Yeah. Like,
2: I, I don't know. People always ask me about Alex expecting me to say something bad. And I'm just like, no, Alex was the first person that took a chance on me in this industry. And if it wasn't for Alex, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I'll never disparage him or say anything bad about him. And he, again, too, the reason why it's so easy to stand behind Alex is because even if he makes mistakes, he comes forward and corrects the record immediately. And he admits when he's wrong. And that's something that's lost on so many media members. And I'm so glad that I was able to like train under him, if you will, for two and a half years and really see what this industry is about and how important it is to tell the truth and not be a sellout because so many in the media are. it's so sad to see.
1: Yeah, I know. Why is that? Why do we have to gatekeep so much stuff? Uh, you know, uh, you can even talk about your experience. I know we don't want to elaborate, but it's like, you know, Why is it that uh, people are so afraid, I guess, to speak against like uh, the mainstream agenda? Why is that, Savannah? They're they're afraid to get canceled.
2: Yeah, they're going to get canceled. They're going to get kicked off. They're not going to get invited to all the parties with all the Republicans or, you know, whatever side you're on. It's like the truth isn't popular. And my biggest thing, too, is like if you're making good money in this industry, like you're probably not telling the truth. And again, with Alex, it's like he obviously makes his money, but then he reinvests all of it back into InfoWars, back into hiring more people to get more information out, to make he's the way platform that's censorship-free.
1: He's way more accurate than Brian Stelter, Don Lemon, and all those guys combined. I don't care what anybody says. He's predicted way more stuff than CNN has ever done. So, yeah, listen, this isn't the Alex Jones show. I just really respect that. You, you cut your teeth on a, on a hardcore place. And, uh, you know, now you're at the Blaze and, you know, you're producing, you know, a slightly offensive. So what do you, do you like slightly offensive? Uh, do you like your experience at Blaze or what can you say about that, uh, Savannah?
2: Yeah, it's been fine. Um, I'm working with Elijah. I worked with him for the past year and, um, now I'm, well, Big announcement coming next week is a little big sad.
1: announcement. We'll just say yeah. that. Okay. We'll, we'll tease it that. here. Yeah, everybody we'll needs to go. No, we still have uh, stuff to talk about, but I want to say everybody go to the go to Savannah's links and I want you to go give her a follow because she has a huge announcement coming up and uh, Savannah and I in the future are going to be collaborating and talk about this. So Savannah and I guys are going to go to a city council meeting together. Should we tell them? Should we tell them what the, the idea is? Should we tease it or no? Is, or do we keep it a secret?
2: Uh, hmm, I don't know, you decide. I feel like maybe we uh, we keep a secret to surprise them, but I don't know, it's kind of amazing. I too. guess
1: we will. I mean, I guess we can keep it a secret, but we but we have to wait. Now it is uh, the 26th so so we're not gonna be able to speak till like April 26th till the end of April, so you're gonna have to sad. wait. I know, but it's gonna so be sad. awesome. And, and you went to a couple meetings, you and Owen went to a, a few city council meetings. That's
2: epic. Yeah, dude. I feel like Owen was really the OG of going to city council. Meetings, he was. You know, cool. and like and, <laughs> screaming at people.
1: Exactly. And that's the thing is, and, and, and I'm, I, I'm a hack. Like I didn't invent going. People think I, I don't want to seem like I invented going to the city council meeting because even people not trying to uh, poo poo on Owen because I love Owen. He's one of the best guys ever. He's treated me so nice. I have so much respect. But I'm saying Owen's also not the first guy to go to a troll a city council meeting. Like people have been right. going to city council meetings at Goofy since the city council meetings have existed. Now with the internet <laughs> and the zoom meeting, you're just able to go to more of them. You have access to more of them. That's, I, that's the mentally insane part of me is I'm going into more and acting stupid because I have time on the internet. That's neither here nor there about my mental... It's, this, this show's about you. But what I'm saying is going and speaking in person does have a much stronger effect than the digital troll as well.
2: Agree, agree. And I think too, more people need to get active and go speak to their city council members because a lot of people think that change is going to happen in the highest levels of government right with the president with your governors in the senate blah 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 and it's like local government your mayor and your city council is pivotal to to change to changing all of these little local areas to these small cities to these areas in america that are eventually you know affected by the bigger grander scale of government but it does start on this very small local level look at austin texas for example Our Democratic mayor was elected. He brought in the homeless ordinance. He allowed people to sleep on the streets. Huge Democrat bringing in all these bad policies. And so it's like we shouldn't just be focused in on, like I said, higher government when Look at Austin, Texas. Texas in itself is being infiltrated by the left right now and by Democrats. And everyone is kind of like, oh, whatever. Uh, They forget about their local election. So remember, guys, city council, local election, all very important. Go scream at your city council. Go get your voice heard. It's important.
1: Well, that's how they poison your city. That's how they get the crooked district attorney. in. that's where they let all the criminals out because, you know, they're trying to do in the state of Texas where they have bail reform. My dad and I'm a licensed bail bond as well, but my dad's in the bail bond business. And the reason why that's relevant is they're, they're, they've gotten rid of it in California and New York. And in California, there's a guy that recently stabbed to death a 23-year-old grad student that was working in a high-end furniture store. And the guy had <laughs> 17 prior uh, convictions. And he normally would have been, uh, if they had bail bonds there, he would have been in jail. But because they got rid of him, because it's racist, they let indigent people out. If you sign a form saying you don't have any money, they have to let you out in these places. So that's really what's what's happening. And they're trying to do that in Texas. They're trying to make it, and they they tried it in Harris County in Houston, and it's been a nightmare. Where they have the R O R called release on own recognizance, where you just go. And the reason why the bail bondsman is important because it's like an extra layer of cops. Because when these people don't show up to court, the bondsman is responsible for the the money. They were basically right. insurance underwriters. So you have like a a basically like a secret police force. I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, bounty hunters that are going to make sure these people go to court. So these people are less likely. They don't want to go out and commit more crimes because they don't want to get picked up by a cop pulled over. But in this day and age, it doesn't matter. These cops like they're not even they're not even they're so overwhelmed. They can't even get they can't arrest the regular criminals, plus the guys that are previous criminals, just uh, not going to court. So mm-hmm. it's really bad. And that's a way to poison these cities is like where you get a district attorney saying, oh, it's 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 racist to have uh, bail bonds and very easily more criminals on the street and more murders. And it's like, you're so right. This the city levels. That's where, like, all the decisions are made that actually cause, you know, a lot of problems.
2: Yeah, people overlook it a lot. And uh don't do it. Even if you go to your city council to just troll them and make a funny video, like still go make your voice heard and utilize the platform. Never say no to an opportunity. I think that's one of the most important things I've learned in life, you know?
1: And have you ever done any man on the street stuff in deep alum yet? Have you filmed down there? We need to go film. You have You ever got any good. Oh yeah. There?
2: Oh yeah. I uh, had a clip that did very well last year. I went to, Deep LM for the 4th of July, and I was asking members of the LGBTQ community what the American flag meant to them versus what the pride flag meant to them. No joke, Alex. I had this one woman like, yeah, the American flag stands for racism, but the LGBTQ flag, you know, the gays had to fight and they died for our rights and our ability to be here today. And I like people died for it. And so the LGBTQ flag is just like so important because it really just stands yeah, for, I like, agree our civil rights and people just like really fought in wars for this and I'm just well, like, think
1: about this Betty Ross <laughs> what? yeah I agree because Betty Ross was not that good of a fashion designer I mean if you really look at her stuff she was not that creative I think yeah. the the LGBT has a little more bazazz a little more pop a little more lots of colors more colors I mean more colors. <laughs> I mean you know what are you gonna say Betsy Ross? Betsy who no no I think who wrong. is she we DJ. don't know. The gay Clearly, flag. her
2: legacy has not lived on for uh you know years and years because oh relevant ne- flag
1: so relevant, but we do need so to relevant. go uh you need we need to go to Cedar Springs in if you want to talk to the gay people the gay and trans community have you ever filmed on Cedar Springs in the, no. the neighborhood
2: well, Huntsman, No. so
1: you've never spent any time in the neighborhood of Dallas, you know we have a huge gay community in Dallas, you know. Dude.
2: I hate Dallas. I miss Austin. I want to move back there. I know. Yeah, you're in East Dallas. You're in like West <laughs> Dallas.
1: Where are you? You're in some suburb. Where are you?
2: Yeah, I'm in a suburb. I'm not even in actual Dallas. So I just don't like it up here. I miss Austin, but I think it's because I like that Austin was so small and so I could like just drive down to anywhere really quickly. Whereas in Dallas, it's like 30 minutes to get anywhere. It's exhausting.
1: That's because you're like out in the valley. If you're like in L.A. I don't know how to describe it. You're just if you, you should put it I'm like just too far away a little bit. But listen, it's not that big a deal. You're in the Silicon Prairie. You need to watch this movie. It's called True Stories. It's uh, by David Byrne, the guy that was the lead singer of uh, the Talking Heads. And it's kind of about like how, you know, Texas is like the future of like commercialized suburbia and you're in it, you're like in the most suburbia of suburbia. If you're in a sub, if you're in a suburb of Dallas, Texas, you know, cause there's like a lot of tech companies and Dell computers and stuff. This yeah. is like, this like when you and I are dead, if America is still a country or whatever, like Dallas one day will be like the number one city in America, Cause it'll be like safe. They say from natural disasters, the weather's not too bad. This is what they say. This is what the Illuminati yeah. says. The new world order says all those coastal cities they'll have to have a new capital. And like, you know, when the robots take over the Matrix, it'll be Dallas because it's on the (laughs) 33rd degree parallel as well.
2: Boy, what? I
1: know. I don't believe any of that. I don't. But but you know, you know what they do say in the future. If we live long enough, we'll all be one sex and one race somehow. Did you know that we will be so you know what?
2: Based on what is being pushed in society right now, that's not surprising to me. And, uh, dude, I love researching this type of stuff though. Like the whole planetary return thing with Pluto on two, was kind of crazy. And then like the, uh, like what Pluto represents and then Putin invading that day. I was just like, interesting.
1: And uh, what do you think about the mainstream media loving Ukraine? What is your, that that's the only thing that gives me hesitation to be like, why are they, I mean, not that I don't want to, I don't want Ukraine. I don't like watching Ukrainian buildings getting hit with missiles. You know what I mean? But, uh, when the media is all on Ukraine's d like that i'm like oh what's going on what's happening and then you know they have pictures of hunter biden's dick
2: so um dude my thing is is like a lot of these stories and pictures that are already coming out of like zelensky on the front lines of like this russian soldier that just blew up the snake island story it's like that's all propaganda or it's old so it's like This is war propaganda that we're seeing right now on behalf of Ukraine that's being pushed by our own officials. Adam Kinzinger shared this tweet about the ghosts of Ukraine, bro. It was like a freaking Reddit Photoshop picture. Yeah, and
1: wasn't it like a video game or something? Somebody, I don't know, somebody shared a video game
0: You could
2: tell it was fake, and he was like, OMG, this is so great for Ukraine. They're amazing. They're just taking down Russia, and I'm just like, we and okay the other thing that's weird too dude is like why the hell is ukraine's official twitter account like um yeah if you could censor putin that would be really helpful to us it's like putin is not on his twitter account putin is literally boots on the ground invading your country and y'all are tweeting what
1: i don't understand that i really don't get uh why they're making those uh memes like aren't they i mean aren't they getting invaded and dying but and that's, that's what I'm
2: saying. I'm like, aren't your people being bombed right now? And y'all are tweeting uh, and like putting out memes of what?
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes it less serious. And Louis CK had a stand up comedy show. And uh, during the stand up comedy show, he still did it. Did you see that tweet, uh, Savannah? Yeah, yeah, $20 yeah. Super Chat. Thank you. But well, I mean, if it's so bad, wouldn't Louis CK cancel his comedy? I mean, it seems a little makes it seem less serious. But then they show yeah. a big building. With a rocket through it uh, you know through part of it so then you're kind of like well it is obviously best up you know what i mean
2: the i mean there are a couple of sources that i know are on the ground for like fox news or various other mainstream media and they are putting out hd footage i believe everything coming out of there but again these pictures of Zelensky on the front line this uh ukrainian tank running over a car that they're trying to live russia for it's like I don't. And it's weird, dude, because I mean, even think about the fact that all this footage, like a lot of what looks like propaganda footage is not even in like 1080p. Like, bro, we're living in 2022. You're telling me Ukrainians don't have an iPhone and can't take HD footage of this. Mm. Like, I don't believe it.
1: It's yeah, it is kind of weird. It's like you said, propaganda. There's no doubt. Yeah. And then, like, man, when the media is involved, I'm just, ugh, I can't trust anything they say. And I hate that it's like that because doesn't the media have to give us real stuff, obviously, to mix in the bull crap? You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. uh, now, obviously, we probably don't want Ukrainian people dying. It does seem kind of weird that. No, I mean, we definitely it, don't. It kind of does seem weird that. Why do we? America's biggest problem, too, is the military industrial complex. Why is humans, in your opinion, Savannah, I'm obviously anti-war. I don't know how you feel, but uh, why too. Why is human beings, even if I hated you, I still don't want to take a gun and blast you away. Why do you think, you know, we let the military industrial complex like totally uh, throw away our morals to kill each other over literally unclear agendas like the war in Iraq?
2: because it's very profitable, dude. I mean, you know the answer to this question. You know all the politicians who are profiting off of the military industrial complex. I mean, look at the fact that the pro-Russia, because remember that our media was drumming up for weeks like, oh, Russia's going to invade. Russia's going to invade today. Oh, today. Here's why Russia, uh, you know, is going to invade. Or here's why we'd have to respond if Russia invaded. So Politico had put out a headline basically, you know, kind of provoking this type of invasion and this type of response from Russia. It was sponsored by law Lockheed Martin. The article was sponsored by Lockheed Martin, which is a manufacturer of like, of mili- yeah, of military. They're the ones selling all
1: the tanks and all this stuff that's right what now. I the say. weapons so, like, that are of going to, to they're Ukraine. They're
2: going to sponsor, yeah, a headline in an like article Pfizer. that's like pushing, you know, America to get into war with Russia or pushing Russia to invade Ukraine. So it's a very lucrative business. And these politicians do not care about the American people. They don't care about democracy like they say they do because if they really did then they would have called out justin trudeau we would have intervened in australia and canada countries who actually do need to be intervened in not in all of these other middle eastern countries or places where oil is always at stake that's another big factor in all yeah of this. we have enough oil ourselves
1: if we didn't cancel <laughs> that stupid pipeline and we have enough oil in texas it doesn't make any sense our imperialistic oil adventure we got enough right here and they cut that off it's like, oh my, it just we're really shooting ourselves in the foot,
2: dude, that's what I'm saying. It's not Russia and China that are the biggest threat to America. It's the American regime that is installed and in destroying us from within on behalf of our foreign adversaries, to be quite honest with you. I mean, look at what happened this week the d o j stopped investigating uh Chinese spies because they said it was racist against the Chinese, and it's like really so we're just working on behalf of china at this point so it's like we can condemn and look at china and russia all day long but at the core of it we are supposed to be a world superpower we are supposed to be dependent on nobody we can be independent with our energy we can be independent with the products that you know we consume here in the u.s we should be manufacturing our products here in the u.s but because all of these politicians have sold us out to these foreign countries look at the position that we're in
1: well, how does Ukraine benefit? Like, I guess because they're going to get a bunch of American support, and they just lose a couple of buildings and like lose a hundred citizens, and now they're going to get billions of dollars from what the, the NATO. I mean, what, what, why would they even like want this war? Why are they even fighting back and not protecting their people and being like, obviously we don't want to. I mean, I know they give it the illusion that they're like protecting themselves, but if Russia really wants to defeat Ukraine, I think that's pretty. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just seems like why why do they even fight to me? And Zelensky's like playing this war hero like like Dude, no- and
2: think about this from the most common sense perspective. If Zelensky died in battle, wouldn't that kind of be like the loss for Ukraine? Like, damn, okay, we Duh. do you see what I'm saying? It's like you you the king. I mean die. that's how you
1: lose. Yeah, that's how you lose yeah. a chess match. I mean, it's done. I mean, that's just how it goes.
2: Yeah, that's like basic common sense. And so it, there's just so many things that are interesting to me. Again, in making these comments, I am very anti-war. Yeah. I owe the people in Ukraine that are fighting right now who have lost your lives. Um, you know, we're not downplaying that in the slightest. I'm not saying everything that has come out is propaganda. What I am saying is that, uh, for example, one of the other angles that has not been looked at here is NATO's involvement in Ukraine. A lot of people compare this to like... Um, when Russia was involved with Cuba right and they were setting up missiles basically right on the doorstep of America Mm -hmm. and America was like no you're not going to do that and it was it was a whole entire thing that's essentially what happened was like NATO being in Ukraine installing military on Russia's border and Russia was like okay no that's not happening seldom few mainstream media outlets are reporting this everyone's just saying oh if you don't agree with being pro Ukraine, you're a Russian apologist. You're, you are pro Putin and you want innocent Ukrainians to die. And it's like, no, it's not what this is at all. But if you really want to get down to the nuts and bolts of who was the aggressor here and who instigated this, then let's call out NATO.
1: Yeah. And I want to say you said the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know, that was the CIA uh, devised a plan called Operation Northwoods. They were going to hijack an airplane under the guise that it was a Cuban, you know, like national trying to and then fly it into a Miami building in order to give an excuse to start a war with Cuba and Russia. Castro.
2: Yeah, Yeah. they operation Northwoods, dude i was so i basically did like this little mini series like reasons why i don't trust the government and operation Northwoods was one of them it was like legit proposed false flags not only on cuban citizens and refugees but on americans they were going to kill americans like you just said so that way we could go to war with cuba and they could rally american support and then we could get into the gulf of tonkin and how we got into the vietnam war all Mm -hmm. the freaking wars we've been lied to dude like what have we not been lied into war that's my bigger question
1: Dude, and then we talk about the war in Iraq. Like, we killed a million Iraqis, and it's Uh, just so sad. It's just – there's no reason. They really uh, uh, put us through trauma-based mind control to make us hate these people that are uh, far away from us that are not our enemy whatsoever uh, with no agenda. And you look at guys like Pat Tillman, who is an NFL player who – who gave up his career to go fight um, in the war and he got killed by a friendly fire. And he was supposed to be writing his wife letters saying like how disenfranchised he was with the, you know uh, uh, agenda of the Iraq war. said so there's no reason they were there. It didn't make sense. And, and the same war in the Iraq war, they had Baki boys, which they overlooked child sex abuse uh, by our allies. So, I mean, yeah. the, What is a bigger war to fight than the child sex abuse war? Yeah, we're over there fighting for what our safety? I mean, it's just a joke and we let it happen.
2: Yeah. Remember that story uh, that Elon Musk revived of the U.N. Peacekeepers who were I, I can't remember which country they were in. I think they were in Africa, but they were basically like trading sexual favors for like water and supplies. But these were for like little kids that they were doing this. This was the U.N.
1: This is disgusting. I mean, these people take advantage of, of children all over the world and the yeah. sex trafficking that goes through our border. I mean, these are real issues that like, I'm not trying to say clutch my pearls and be like, oh, woo me, because I'm not going to be a victim of sex trafficking. But there's a lot of people that are, and that's what's going through the border. It's young kids because that's like the biggest, um, you know, whatever profit margin, I guess, for them. It's not, it's not very profitable to bring probably men. They want children because those are the people that They can get their passport and make them work at places. It's all kinds of ways to manipulate children. Do you see?
2: And that's my thing. It's like we if (laughs) I can tell with every situation that the media props up that they don't really care about changing or helping the most innocent among us or changing our world for the better at all. Because every single issue, whether you want to talk about the economy, climate change, supply chain, energy crisis, blah, blah, blah. They're never focusing in on the issues that are actually going to fix these problems. They're never focusing in on, like you said, child sex trafficking, how big of an issue that is and who in politics is involved with that. We don't know. It's the one that flew
1: on Jeffrey Epstein's plane 26 times, maybe. (laughs) Or John Luke Prunell dying under the same circumstances as Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, we know this. It's called cognitive dissonance. Well, we won't even we know the government lies to us. They 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 pee on us and they tell us it's raining and people believe it because they're under the illusion that they have their back.
2: The, the more and more I research into politics and the longer I'm in this space, the more I'm like, Alex was so right. We are being run by like interdimensional demon vampire pedophiles that are running our government. I'm like, that's facts.
1: Seriously, it feels like that. Like these people are taking over some sort of human carcass. Like the idea that parasites exist because I'm under toxoplasmosis. wouldn't surprise me if there's some sort of other bigger parasite that takes over a human. Have you ever seen those things where like a little worm will come out of like a grasshopper, like a parasite coming out of a grasshopper? And yeah. the parasite is like this long and the grasshopper is this big. Or you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So you're like, I don't know. But what are some worms up somebody's Brian Stelter's butt right now working? I'm like. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is so good. Joe Biden is the best president. Uh, And you know, I mean, the the parasite could easily. Those guys look like they are are under some sort of, um, uh, what do you call that? Under a spell or under some sort of control? Like
2: demon possession, dude. Yeah, possessed. me, that's
1: the word I'm talking about. Possessed. They do seem possessed. Don Lemon seems possessed
2: for sure, dude. When he
1: drinks on when he drinks on New Year's, the real Don Lemon comes out. He seems possessed by the demon.
2: Oh my gosh, dude! Anderson Cooper too.
1: And you have it. to
2: see that every New Year's. It, it's horrific every time.
1: And Anderson Cooper's such a fraud and phony and him. And, you know, oh, yeah. it, you know, guy like, OK, what about this? So what do you have? You know, because we got the multinational companies, corporations that rule the world that that are trying to, you know, take away, make America weaker in order to, you know, gain power all over the world. So other than like how terrible that all that stuff is, what do you do to relax? Like, do you watch Bravo? Do you watch any content? <laughs> I'm Seriously, I mean, what do you do to take the edge off, Savannah?
2: So I really don't like consuming media, honestly, because I consume it so much on a daily basis. So to relax, I'm a big proponent of Wim Hof. I do a lot of breathing exercises. I'm really big into cold therapy. Um, So what temperature do
1: you I have the temperature gun? I love the cold plunge. So you're big into the cold plunge. Isn't that the best, Yes,
2: dude? Oh, my goodness. I did an ice bath uh, last year with my friend. Oh, my goodness. It was I hated it. I hated it, but I loved it. So so, um, so do you
1: like fitness and stuff or what? Or what do you Yeah, do I like going
2: to the gym. Uh probably go after we're done here. I like doing breathing exercises. I like listening to just like calming music. Um I've been really getting into like how certain levels of frequency that music is at Mm -hmm. can affect your mood and like heal you and restore you. So I like put on some calming music, read my Bible, do some breathing exercises, go work out, and then just chill, dude. Just relax and not go on social media. That's the biggest thing. To relax, I just don't go on social media.
1: Yeah, it is really a toxic place. And then I see myself yeah. switching back and forth from Instagram to YouTube to to like Twitter, like violently. Sometimes I would to catch myself and I have to like put my phone yeah. down and go play with my cats or go walk my dog. And so like, you know, it's you get kind of in like a, a loop because you get you start watching stuff and you're kind of like, oh, I'm interested. Let me look at this. Let me look in that. And then you just kill an hour like staring at your little screen like that. I mean, I do it all the time and it's really not. See that's good. why
2: I have refused to download TikTok, not only because it's a, you know, I don't even use TikTok either. I, I don't even use it. data, not only because of that, but no, dude, it's so addictive and it is so bad for your mental health. It really is. It's like I know mental health is kind of like a gay thing to be like, OMG, but it is it is in the modern day. Like we are dealing with psychological warfare and that is how we are broken down in society. And so. TikTok, again, used as a distraction to keep the next generation just like under this spell. Like you said, you open the app and then two hours have gone by and all of a sudden you're sympathizing with the LGBTQ community and think that Donald Trump's a racist. And also you learned a cool dance, you know? Yeah. It's really interesting to see how subtle, but how effective these types of things are at manipulating and re-educating a huge portion of the masses
1: yeah I mean it really is. I don't even use like I'm kind of I had TikTok, but I don't ever upload there because I like don't even want another thing to look at. I don't even want to get started on the TikTok train. I mean it's yeah. just, you know and, and this is what the problem is with social media is it's a, a compa- it's a comparison platform, so and they say, you know um, comparison is the thief of joy, so if you're always comparing yourself to others, it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel exactly. it highlights your insecurities. So that's where it's it's not good. And you're putting out your best stuff and you might not get enough likes and this and that. And it's really not mm-hmm. important um, because uh, sadly, it's really all social media is meaningless because, you know, your biggest fan is probably like a stranger. And then your biggest hater is like your best friend. So I'm so what I'm saying is, you know, you're fighting a lot of battles. So don't even worry about that, whether your likes or clicks or mean comments. Uh, so that's not even really what bugs me. It's not that it's not the hate, but it's kind of the so it's it, you got to be worried about like, oh, am I as big as this person is? Am I exactly, you know, you know and it kind of makes you feel bad. So that for me, that's where I kind of worry. I don't care about the hate comments, but I'm like, let me not compare myself. It doesn't matter. They got a different deal. It's not that comparison is the thief of joy. So that's that's like a toxic trait of the social media that I try to be cognizant of, but I am still, mm-hmm. you know, a victim of.
2: No, I completely agree with that. And uh, also, I think there's this really toxic culture of feeling like you need to make a statement or a stand with whatever, you know, political issue is happening. For example, everyone has Ukrainian flags or yeah, Ukrainian flags in their hand flag Twitter.
1: February or black flag on February for black exactly black yes, exactly like, like corporations.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Everyone's always wanting to make a stand Everyone's always wanting to make a statement. And I think that that in itself is really toxic and bad, too, because it's like as a society, we need to learn to wait for information to come out. We are such an instant gratification society, whether that's with. You know, like you said, getting all those likes because you're like, oh, I stand with Ukraine a thousand likes. And you're like, oh, I'm so virtuous. Like I've done my good deed for the day. Um, As a society, it's like we need to really make sure we're educating ourselves before we're making statements on things. We understand what's really going on in society and we're focused in on what the government and what the media want us distracted on. For example, uh, you know, earlier this week, Daily Mail came out with an article that there's Moderna tech uh in some of the uh, things that we have been forced to take, you know, and that be careful what we
1: say. It's safe and effective. And we love the vaccine. Yes. I've gotten I'm already on my third booster. I love it. It's the best device ever. But you should yeah, probably there is, get a
2: fifth one just to be yeah, safe.
1: I'm going to get as many as they let me. But yeah, we, there is all kinds of stuff. And everybody on my channel knows that it's like the government. They're always going to run cover. They're never going to give us the real straight dope because we know mm-hmm. that they have classified levels of information. So it's not like it's not like we have some sort of transparent government. It's like, oh, this is this is what's happening. So we yeah, know. Yeah. We, I mean, uh, we know that we're always going to get lied to. It's just uh, like, I guess, how do you get under that trauma based mind control spell and have some happiness? Because it is kind of hard with the constant desk. Oh, wow. Twenty dollar super chat. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, Don Mizzy he says, hello, Savannah. Hello. Sab. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's I guess. You were talking about the frequencies. That's important. You got to find, you know, music. You got to find happiness. But like in this day and age, all the media sucks. There's really not good stuff to even turn to, other than like stupid TikTok. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of sad. It's like I always talk about this. People are probably going to sound like a broken record, but the best movies of 1994 is like Pulp Fiction and like, um, you know, Shawshank Redemption, American Pie, like all the like 25 awesome movies that are still cool today. Dude, see, if
2: i do watch tv or movies it's old stuff of course like, i don't watch modern day television because it's trash it's all propaganda dude it's all propaganda like i go to the gym and they have all they do they have like espn on right Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm running and I'm watching ESPN and it's George Floyd and black history month, like propaganda. And I'm like, you're freaking like it's ESPN, bro. Like throw a football and shut up about politics. Like, I'm sorry to be a dick about that, but seriously, no one's tuning into ESPN for their political commentary, but everything's political nowadays. Everything's about race nowadays. You can't even turn on a kid's cartoon without it being like, wow, my friend is black and I'm white. We have to remember that we're all the same and equal, no matter our skin tone. And it's like, kids aren't thinking about this you're interjecting this into their brains
1: no, it's totally brainwashing them. It's like, it comes out of the towel. Another $20 super chat. Thank you so much, fat planet. He's saying paying the plant-based pimp. Well, I appreciate that. No, I mean, it literally is out of Tavistock. They, they have this brainwashing program and you, you kind of were under it in college. I was under it too. There's a time when I was, you know, kind of a, so, and I still am a little bit of, I don't even like a lot of this being considered conservative because a lot of the people on the right are all traitorous rhinos and liars too. I mean, so it's yeah. like, you know, y- who can you trust if you can't even trust the people that consider themselves, I guess, against the new world order or whatever? They're, they're the World Economic Forum, damn Crenshaw. They're all crooked as a dog's hind leg, as they say. And even mm-hmm. Trump's not that great because he. I mean, listen, I like Trump. I honestly do. People don't go kill it. Like I like his personality, but on January 6th, come on, he should have treated those people. I don't. It just. And we've got to be careful what you say on YouTube, actually, about January 6th. But it's like, I just think there's a couple of huge missteps that he took that I really am like, ah, it just it really rubbed me the wrong way. It's, can he come back and redeem himself? People are like, oh, I, no. I don't know. I don't know what other choice we have. I mean, if it's him or Hillary Clinton, well, we know what that's going to be, who I'd rather have than that. I mean, so.
2: Yeah. And I think, too, the, the biggest thing that I've ever seen from Donald Trump, and a big testament to his personality, if you will, too, is like, yeah, he has had bad takes. I've condemned him as well regarding, you know, pushing uh, certain products yeah, on the yeah. people. I didn't agree with that at all, and I condemned that. But at the same time, I think that uh, when he was trying to push that at his rallies and people booed him, I think he takes note of what the people say. You know, I oh, think that does, when yeah. he does hear these things, he's but like, I right. mean, he's
1: kind of a phony, though. Uh, I mean, I'm then, hey, phony, change, I, you know I mean, i not calling trouble phony. If we can
2: change his mind on, in the correct way and lead him down the right path, then I mean,
1: there we go. Okay, that'll yeah. be good. I think he, I think it's going to be insane in 2024. Lord knows now that they're easing up, Savannah. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to wrap things up here. But I kind of ended on this. Now that they're easing things up, I think it's the old saying: "Grand opening, grand closing." Like it, it, as soon as they need it for whatever mail-in ballot or whatever. We're gonna have some sort of new flu, or I mean, they can they can make it come out like climate that.
2: change. Climate change. well, that, the climate oh. change
1: like lockdown. But don't you think yeah. that I, I just think that if for twenty twenty four, they're gonna ensure that it's they have full access to mail in ballots, uh, you know, as many places as possible.
2: Dude, they already laid the groundwork in twenty twenty. We're already seeing it, and we all know damn well that none of these. Um, it was serious.
1: the best election ever this past year. We have to say that. Okay, all right. Yeah. We have to wrap things up on YouTube anyway. They're crazy. All right, guys, Savannah, thank you so much. What do you want to leave the people with? Before we go, I want to say the links are in the description. Please, guys, go support Savannah and say I sent you so she knows that, oh, Alex is a cool cat. He's got some cool audience. And do not say anything weird. Do not send pictures of your feet, uh, 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 Daryl. I know Daryl has been sending pictures of his feet to my guests. So if he does that, tell me. I will un- I will take him off the list. If they send you any weird photos, normal photos, your cat, whatever, guys, not your lunch. Do not send Savannah pictures of your feet or your butt or in on a wedgie. They do that. They send pictures of themselves lifting weights and wedgies. It's gross. It's disgusting. Do not do that to Savannah. Um, and Savannah, what do you want to leave the people with? My uh, Infowars, Blaze TV, Pioneer, Badass. Queen of all media. Well, well, I call Sarah Hernandez is the queen of blaze. So I'll call you the queen of conspiracy. That'll be your you can be the queen because you're the for queen. I'm
2: honored. I'm truly honored. Uh, All I would leave the people with today is, uh, you know what? Even everything that Alex and I talked about, don't blindly believe it. Go research it for yourself. I've always been a big proponent of that. Go research everything yourself. Don't be influenced by what we are saying or what your favorite person is saying. Go and look into these things yourself and go expand your mind. Be open minded. Understand that the government hates you and (laughs) they, they are never, ever going to give you your freedoms back you have to continuously fight for them every single day so if for some reason you're still wearing a face mask or adhering to these nonsensical guidelines push back against your government no do not be civilly disobedient
1: do not be civilly disobedient obey this is the obey channel no savannah this is on youtube if you come here and you watch this show obey whatever the cdc says whatever the fauci ouchie says take your ouchie shut your mouth put on your band aid and go to work and, and go do-
2: into the metaverse and go into the- oh, that. Oh yeah. quick. Okay.
1: Actually let's talk about that. Just real quick. We'll go in two seconds. Do you think, and that's what we were talking kind of about the future, the one sex, the one re- religion, this is the, the point I always like to make. I think they're going to make life hell on earth. So they're going to make it so bad here.
2: That you're going to want to go into the metaverse. Because
1: they'll have gloves. Now they're saying they're going to have gloves. It's no different. So do you think that they'll have technology? You won't even be able to tell the difference between virtual sex and real sex. And if they can do that, don't you think? I think all these people will run to the metaverse. And then like one generation, they'll like take us out. Savannah,
2: Dude, I mean, I'm pretty sure that that is the problem in Asian countries, specifically, I believe in like Japan or Korea or maybe even China. But basically they have um, an issue with like their men being so wrapped up with like sex dolls and porn that their population got so stunted. So, yeah, I do think that that will be a thing that happens. I mean, look at how realistic sex dolls are, are already uh, partner that with the Mudverse, so it's like Why four. would you ever leave? Yeah, exactly. I have like
1: four, and they're just so hard to wash. They don't I figured say you'd that. have
2: a lot of experience with them. So. I know. Thank if you.
1: you could hose them down, but then my neighbors see me with them outside and then they complain. It's, it's hard. It like, I mean, hey. It's like, hey. I wish I lived in a place where the culture was accepted, but unfortunately, I just have to, you know, I'll just we'll have move
2: to, to the neighborhood. I've heard that they're, they're very. No, they're
1: not. People. They see, because it's a female doll. If it was a man doll, they might be more receptive. They don't like, they actually don't like uh, heterosexual. They call it. Um, they call it something. I don't know the proper term. Yeah, did but. you
2: ask your sex dolls if they consented to you having sex? With oh, them? yeah.
1: Oh, they love me. Okay, oh, my okay. God. Oh, they're my biggest fans. I, I they wa- they're make watching sure. right now. Wa- Cynthia, Cynthia, turn, <laughs> Cynthia, I'll be right there. Okay. All good. Right. I
2: just wanted to make sure that there was consent uh, because that's very important in the modern day. So I'm glad your sex dolls are good.
1: This this show took a weird turn, but I like it. All right, guys, go follow Savannah. Thank you so much for coming on the Conspiracy Castle, Savannah. You have a great weekend. And, guys, make sure to go. I'm serious. Go uh, tell Savannah. Go follow her Instagram, uh, Twitter, whatever. Tell her I sent you.